on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions Of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today, we have Q and AF This is where you answer the Qs and I give the AFs this is where you ask the key. Okay. All right. You know what the fucking show's about. <laughs> What's up, DJ? What's going on, man? What's going on? Yeah, we got some good ones. Where do we, where do we submit the questions? All right, guys, as always, email your questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Okay. This is our main personal development platform right yeah. now, the Q&AF. So this is your chance to sort of get some MFCEO style answers. If you don't know what MFCEO is, I can't even explain it to you because it's so fucking special. You make a tear right in my eye. Um, I like I like Q and A's, man. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, they're really cool when they're Q and A F's, though. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> the fee for the show, the show is uh, not free. All right. Now it's free from a monetary standpoint. But what I do ask is that if we make you laugh, we make you think, if we give you some info, if we teach you some shit, um, that you show the show for us. All right. Very simple. We work on the honor system. And I know. Nobody has more honor than my listeners. <laughs> All right. So what's, what, what we got? Let's dive into it, brother. We got some good ones for you. Andy, question number one. I'm 18 years old. Okay. How do I deal with personal happiness and fulfillment and not feeling depressed or worthless when I see all of these celebrities and ultra successful um, people and they're extremely well known, but they're all in their twenties. You know, people like Logan Paul or Dan Bills, uh, Bilzerian, to name a few. I feel like we can't all be this celebrity superstar that lives these crazy lifestyles. So, how do I handle that? Well, first of all, listen. Um, Dan Bilzerian's forty years old. All right, it's true. Uh, you know, the Paul brothers. You know, a lot of people look at those guys and they say, "Oh, they're young and they're successful and they're killing it," which are all true but they've been at it since they were 10, 12 years old. Right. Okay? Right. So these guys are smart guys. They understand social. They're great marketers. They're great businessmen. They're smart guys, and they put in their time. And that's really the answer to the question. The answer to the question is, how much time have you put in? Hmm. How many years have you put in? Because I know Jake Paul personally. I know him yeah. pretty good. He's put at least a dozen years into his craft to become what he is. Okay? And most of it's documented on YouTube. So I wouldn't let it, first of all, I wouldn't, a lot of people will say, oh, that's just all bullshit. It's not all bullshit. There's a lot of people that live really well, yeah. okay? But what you'll find behind every single one of those people is a long journey of how they got there, mm. all right? Um, especially these younger guys. Now, are there situations where, you know, somebody comes up in the rap scene or in the, in the social media scene or makes a splash at a very young age uh, and makes a whole bunch of money and becomes famous. Absolutely, dude. There's yeah. all kinds of those situations. But what you have to realize is that ain't you. It ain't ever going to be you. It ain't, it's not your current situation. Now, if you want to dedicate the next five, 10 years to becoming that way, cool too. And the results will be there. Yeah. All right? They will. But those things are not, that's not happiness and fulfillment, bro, mm. at all. You know, those, those things are cool. Like, um, car, like having my garage, I have a, a world-class garage, dude. Like I, not just the garage, but like what's in the garage. All right. I walk through it every day and every day I walk through it. 
it gets less and less impressive. Hmm. Just like when you get your new Jordans and they're cool as fuck. And a week later, they're cool, but they're not as cool as the day you got them, right? Yeah. And then a month later, it's just a pair of shoes. Success is the same thing. Hmm. So what you have to do is you have to understand that fulfillment and happiness are not related to the material life that you live. Hmm. They're related to what you do internally and what you do day by day by day by day, okay? And part of being fulfilled and happy has to do with how controlled you are in your life. And the reason most people have no fulfillment and no happiness in their life isn't because they lack material things. It's because they lack the discipline to be in control of their life, mm-hmm. all right? Which means if you don't have the discipline and you can't control what direction you are because you can't adhere to any system possible, meaning if you follow a diet, it doesn't matter what diet, but if certain, certain parts of the diet like calorie restriction or drinking water and working out, you are eventually going to lose weight. It's a right. mathematical equation. So, you, But you have to learn to adhere to that first, right? Which that's where the discipline comes in. Um, and when you live an undisciplined life, it leads to confusion. It leads to hopelessness. It leads to uh, thinking that your life, is, that you are a victim of circumstance, all yeah. because you never worked to, to develop the skill of discipline, all right? So when you become a disciplined person and you understand that you control your food, your water, what you put in your brain and all these things, then it becomes clear that you're actually in control of a lot more things. And and once you realize that, which, dude, this is a very important point, 99.9% of the people who have walked on the face of this fucking earth never, ever, ever learned this lesson their whole lives. They never learned it. They never learned how to cultivate discipline. They never learned how to exercise discipline. They never learned that they're actually in control of their life. Instead, they went through their entire life as, you know, the plastic bag floating through the air, like just where the wind took them. And then they end their life saying, fuck, I I didn't do anything Mm -hmm. because they didn't, right? And what you have to understand at a young age is that the more disciplined that you become, the more fulfillment you'll create and the happier you'll be. And it has nothing to do with material things until it does. Right. Right. That's just a portion of your life. Like a big portion of my life was building that car collection and building that garage and building this and that and this. And it was cool as fuck. It was definitely worth doing. I love it. And it inspires a whole lot of people. And it's not that it's boring to me. I still, but it's just like, it's like the shoes. Okay. It really is like that. Right. It's cool, but it's not everything. Would you say that's the same for like the, like the, like social media influence, likes the comments, the shares, right? Yes, like, people get addicted to the validation and they think that that's where they get their fulfillment or their, or their approval from. And that right. makes them feel good for a minute or, but, but really what happens is it ends up making them feel really bad. Right. And that's why they feel so empty because at the end of the day, you're just a dancing bear. Mm-hmm. Like you do the tricks and the likes <laughs> come, right? Right. This is one of the reasons I stopped posting on social, bro. Mm. I don't fuck with social media anymore personally because like, dude, it becomes a very, slippery slope that even intelligent aware people can fall into and i don't i don't derive my value from your no offense to you guys listening but i could really give a fuck less if you like me or not i I, (laughs) right right. it's true and you know that's true okay but that's what makes me me and where i get my happiness and fulfillment from is me exercising on my own personal skills of discipline and then using the discipline in my life to control the direction i need to go okay um when you combine that with a with a with the idea of gratitude all right, now you're in a scenario where it's almost impossible to be unfulfilled or unhappy mm. because when you're disciplined and you're in control and you're also grateful for everything that you fucking have, it is literally impossible to feel bad. 
Mm. It's impossible. Yeah. Because you're directing the ship and you know this, right? Right. And then also you're grateful for the opportunities to be able to direct the ship. Like once you truly cultivate the idea of discipline as a skill for you, and it really sinks in. This is why I talk about 75 hearts so much. Um, once you truly realize that, you become free, dude. Yeah. You become completely free. It's no longer the world controls me or this controls me or that controls me. It's you imposing your will on the world. And you, the, the coolest thing about life is realizing, holy shit, I have the power to actually take myself anywhere I want to go. Right? Yeah. So... You know, most people go their whole lives without ever realizing that. And this person is 18 years old. Whoever you are listening, you have the opportunity right now to develop that skill set, which your parents probably don't have, the people you're friends with probably don't have, and fucking probably some of the people you look up to don't have. Mm. And if you develop it now, I can promise you in 10 years, bro, you'll have everything you want. And you'll still realize that that's not what makes you happy. What makes you happy is the ability to get whatever you want fucking real man that's real <clears throat> andy question number two for you does that make sense no it, it makes perfect sense too yeah i mean another thing too on that like i'm like as i meet more of your friends right the the you know your, your circle and your people that are very very successful you learn to realize that there's a lot of sacrifices that are made yeah that people don't see they never see it you know what i'm saying like, no, like yeah you see the shit on instagram right you see the yacht party yeah. or the fucking cars or yeah. the, you know this or that or this yeah that's like 1% of your life, like right. less than 1%. That right. is like one snapshot out of one day and one second. And bro, the fucking yacht they're on could have sank the next minute. And you don't even <laughs> fucking know. Exactly. So like you have to be really aware of how you attach your value to other people. And I think a lot, I think it's worth noting. A lot of people talk about comparison being the thief of joy, right? Mm. That's a famous quote. Um, and it is, right? Like when you're doing really good, and you compare yourself to somebody who's much bigger than you, you're not going to feel as good about what you did. Right. But it's also important to realize that you really aren't doing that much <laughs> and that you have a lot more to do. So you have to walk that line. To balance that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of understanding truly where you are and a appreciating what you have, but also understanding that we have a long way to go. Yeah. And those two things can live uh, in perfect harmony re regardless of what, anybody else may tell you people will tell you it's you just be happy with what you are right. other people will tell you you ain't shit and you got to do all this shit right, right. i'm one of them okay <laughs> um but the truth is it's both hmm. okay you guys listening to this show you're all you you guys are already in the top one percent of fucking humans on the planet hmm. like you, you have a phone you have a computer you probably have a place to sleep you probably got some food you're not starving like bro compared to the rest of the world that's wealthy right Okay, so you're already in a good spot. Be thankful for that. And then let's make a target, develop the skills to get to that target and move towards that target. And you, you will develop happiness and fulfillment along the way. I love it, man. <clears throat> I love it. Andy, question number two. When did you and Chris uh, implement your core value system uh, in S2? Was it, was it from day one? No. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? So uh, the first 10 years in business, uh, I had never really understood what core values were. Um, it was 10 years. Yeah. Damn. Or 2011 was when we put them in. So yeah. just understand that. Like a lot of people think, oh, dude, I didn't put them in and it's been four years. How the fuck do I do it? Right. You just got to do it, bro. <laughs> um, we, we, uh, 
we decided like, you know, we started realizing that we needed a direct shoot and uh, we had a party and we invited everybody who are, well, this is how we put them in. Okay. Mm -hmm. We invited all the employees and their, their significant others. Uh, we were just kids, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like in business, yeah, I was yeah. 30 years old, 29 years old. Um, what, what was I? Doing? I was 31 at that time. Had a little bit figured out. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I had made a little bit of money, um, yeah. just a very little bit. Uh, I invested a lot of money over the years back in the company, and we were doing some business. And I'm like, okay, well, now we got to get real about building a team. So I started looking into how to do this shit. And like for me, uh, core values were always like a sign in the locker room at your football wherever you play football, right? Or sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like Notre Dame has that sign, play like a champion today. Yep. And all the dudes tap it when they go out on the field, right? And like, it doesn't really mean shit, but they just, you just see it in your, like in your high school, right? Yeah. Now it might mean something to Notre Dame, probably does. That's yeah. probably why they've been great for so many years. But at most schools and at my high school, they had a bunch of shit on the walls that meant nothing. Mm. And the reason it meant nothing was because none of the coaches communicated in that language. Mm. None of the coaches stressed those things. They were just signs. They were just words. It didn't mean shit. All right. And what I realized was for us to have a, a direction moving forward, we had to come up with a set of values that were going to guide the business because I won't always be there, you know, to guide the decision making process. Um, you know, because like, like right now, here we are uh, a couple, you know, a decade later, we've got hundreds and hundreds of people. How am I going to direct the decision making? of hundreds and hundreds of people, if I can't talk to hundreds and hundreds of people, what am right. I gonna do, get on a loudspeaker? Right. <laughs> or follow them around all day? Right. Like, I, so I started coming to this realization that if we were ever gonna build a real company, it had to have a direction of what we stood for. Um, and one of the companies that inspired me to do this was a company uh, called Tap Out. And that was a apparel company the, back in the tap day. Out the, tap Out? Tap yeah, Out, the, yeah, yeah. the company. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I was very inspired by how they did things. And, um, I started looking into the idea of intentionally building a culture. I came across a bunch of different companies that had done that. And basically, I, I created a set of values. We had a dinner. I invited everybody. It was called a core values and leadership dinner, which we, now is our core values and leadership banquet. Right. Uh, where it's like, you guys see me up there in a tux, and there's, it's, like the, it's like the fucking Hollywood Awards show, right? Yeah. Um, it's really badass w now. Without Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith gets ass knocked out. You come up there and talk to me like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fucking Ali ain't got shit on me. Yeah, no shit. All right? So <laughs> fucking, uh, the point is like, you know, now it's turned into this amazing thing and people are like, even last it's night. It's an awesome event. Yeah, yeah. Even last night I was posting pictures of uh, our company meeting and people were like, dude, how do you, like, how? Yeah, right. Well, that's right. how, okay? Right. You have to develop a set of values that you live and breathe, hire and fire and operate and make decisions based upon, mm. all right? And you have to communicate in those values. And that is the quickest way that I can explain how, how to install culture. Um, and I didn't say create culture. I didn't say fucking maybe get culture. I said a very specific word intentionally. I said install culture, mm. okay? No matter where your business is, no matter what it is you do, no matter who it is you are, no matter what you think your skills are, no matter how, how boisterous or how meek you may be, you need a set of core values and you need to communicate in those values and you need to make decisions on those values. You need to make corrections in those values. And if you're planning on building a real company, otherwise it will always be a small business. It will be a mom and pop regular place where you're having to deal with all these individuals, individual personalities um, who 
you know, may have a core set of beliefs. Uh, you know, Susie over here might have her own set of beliefs. Right. And uh, Don over here might have his own set of beliefs and they're clashing in the office, right? And that mm -hmm. creates friction to getting to the goal. And there you are micromanaging. Right? This is no different to, than, yeah. this is, dude, building a, a company is no different than a fucking team. It's a sports team. It's the same fucking shit. Yeah. It's exactly the same. That's why so many great sports people come out and become great business owners because they understand this simple concept of installing a culture. So without getting into how to do that, because uh, it would take me like 10 hours, uh, if you want to know more about that, you should join Arte Syndicate or apply to join because that's how we, we, we start with that and then we move beyond that. Yeah. So we actually design, help you design your own system inside. Um, but, you know, for the biggest thing that, that I hear from people when it comes to creating core values and a mission statement and moving their company forward as a team is they understand to create all that, right? But then they don't communicate or correct in that language. Mm -hmm. And for example- And they just become words on the wall. Yes. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, there's gonna be situations in your company where people do fucked up shit. And you have to look at your core value list and you say, okay, well, which ones did this person violate? Mm. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's fucking all, <laughs> right? Um, and you make decisions accordingly based upon that. Mm. And, and that's how you have to run your business. It, it's, it's, it sounds complicated, but it's actually pretty simple. Uh, but you have to be diligent about it every single day. Like you, and the, that's another problem that people have. A lot of people understand what I'm saying and they understand how to do it. And I've taught a lot of people how to do it and they just don't do it. Right. Like if you don't start, if you don't teach yourself and do the work yourself to communicate and actually live those values the best that you can, because here, those values are, you have to understand your employees are going to violate those values over and over and over and over again. Yeah. The idea is that those values are there to guide you. And when you make mistakes, we correct to get back on course with those values. Mm. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah. So, so like, it's not a, it's not so rigid like, oh, this person violated this, so they're fired. Right. It's, it's a more of a learning situation, right? A learning moment where it's like, okay, what, what, what do you think, what'd you do? Okay, you did this and this and this. What core values did that violate? Mm. And then you tell me. Right. Oh, well, I didn't take initiative. I didn't right. take responsibility. I could have went the extra mile, but I fucking got lazy, right. okay? Right. And then you make them tell you which ones they violate. You have a conversation about it and say, okay, now next time, what are you gonna do? And you know, most people, and that's the other thing, most people wanna win, most people wanna be better, most people wanna contribute, um, but they're afraid to because they're afraid if they make a mistake, you're gonna just fucking yeah. get rid of them. That's it. Yeah. And that's a poor business decision in itself because if you just get rid of people when they fuck up, they, uh, you're going to deal with the same fuck up over and over and over again because the people that you're bringing in haven't learned that lesson. And I see a lot of CEOs that are heavy handed with firing that don't, that they can't get anywhere because of that. Right. So there's a lot to it. Uh, we get very in depth in this in Arte Syndicate. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, this is the big picture kind of stuff that we really help people define in that group. It's fucking awesome. I could do a podcast that would be 10 hours long on that. Yeah. Just so, just so. No, no. Clear. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, I get it. Andy, our third and final question for you. Andy, are you worried at all about being silenced by the elites in the establishment? No, not really. Hmm. I mean, dude, they're, what the fuck are they gonna do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're gonna take my fucking business? I, I've been broke before. 
You're going to take my fucking this or that. I've been alone before. You're going to take my fucking property. I lived in a shithole before. I ain't scared, dude. They can't fuck with me. They, they can fuck with me, but it'll never get me to be quiet. It just won't because it's not who I am. I'm authentic to who I am. If I see wrong, I'm going to call it out. And, it, it, and I don't care if it costs me everything. It's just who the fuck I am. And at some point in your life, you'll realize that staying true to who the fuck you are is the most valuable thing and the only thing that you'll ever have. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Because money comes and goes. Success comes and goes. Fucking houses come and go. People. This, people come and go. Blah, 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 blah. Knowing that you did the best that you could to, to, to make things right matters when you look in the mirror. And that's all I give a fuck about. And so, no, I'm not afraid. Um, I'm not afraid of any of them. And you shouldn't be either because the collective fear that they put through, the fact that this question is even answered is the exact reason why we are and the world is the way it is right now. Because they have intimidated people so much that they are afraid to speak. And they started this with political correctness. Political correctness is an actual weapon. The reason I say it's a weapon and the reason it is a weapon is because what it's designed to do is it's designed to make topics taboo. It's designed to make things off limits. Can't tell that joke. You can't say that. Somebody will be offended. It'll hurt their feelings. You can't do this. And even and now it's gotten to the point. And if you do those things, you're shamed, right? right? You're, you're a bad Canceled. person. Or you're one of the is, right? A misogynist, a fucking racist, a whatever is. You're an ist. Ist. Right. Yeah. Whatever the ist is that they decide <laughs> to call you. Um, it's, it's not even true. It's not true. They just don't like what you have to say. And truth is extremely important. It's never, I don't believe it's ever been more important than it is now in the history of mankind because I believe that we are at a turning point in society where we can either go and be totally technologically enslaved or we can be completely free. And we have an opportunity, and I see the opportunity for humanity to be free in the first time in history ever. And the political correct weapon that they've installed into society over the course of the last 25 years has worked. It has gotten people to be quiet. It has gotten patriotic people to feel ashamed for being patriotic. Like it's not socially acceptable. Motherfucker, fly your motherfucking American flag, run down your street. Motherfucker, honk your horns at you. They'll cheer for you. They'll love you. But they don't want you to know that. And they want you to be too afraid to actually do that so that they can get what they want and they can take what you have. And until you understand that, and until you get over the fear of being silenced and over the fear of being shamed and over the fear of any of this shit, they are going to win. They're going to fucking win if we don't all get over that. Okay. And that's one of the reasons that I do this show. It's one of the reasons I don't hold anything back because I look to be an example for you guys to tell what you believe the truth to be. All right. Does it, does it, does it fucking hurt me sometimes? No, it's actually only helped me. It's blown my fucking businesses up. All of them, people support me just because I'm me, because I'm, I'm able to voice the truth. Have people tried to fuck with me? Yeah, they have. There's been some people that try to fuck with me, but guess what? I'm still here and they ain't. So, you know, and I, I realize that a lot of you guys aren't in my position and that also makes me speak up more right? because I am in this position. And if I don't speak up for the people who are afraid to speak up, then who the fuck will? Right. So no, I'm not afraid. They can all fuck off and eat shit. And that's how I feel about it. They're scummy people. They, they've, they've stolen from us for, for decades and decades and decades. They've impoverished our families. They've fucking made us sick. They made us fat. 
They've encouraged us to be lesser humans than we could be. Made us hate each other. They made us, they've, divi- yeah. they've divided us. They've created false realities in an actual reality. Okay. I hate these people and they hate me too. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with being hated. And once you become okay with being hated, it really ain't a big deal. It just isn't. Oh, you don't like me? Cool. I'll go over here. <laughs> right. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Or you could go away. Right. It, it, dude, it's sticks and stones will break my bones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Just fucking love it. Man. Yeah, they can fucking eat shit. And uh, I wish you guys would join me in my, uh, my vocalness. Um, I, wish you would, I wish you would stand up to people in real life when they try to bully you. I wish you would call out the bullshit in real life when people try to impose their bullshit will on you. Um, And if you did, I could promise you things would change very quickly. And all I'm doing is I'm here waiting for you all to join me. So let's go. Andy, guys, that is three. So go pay the fee. Yep. If you like the show, if it made you laugh, if it taught you something, if it gave you a new perspective, please share the show. Thanks, guys. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on